you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Today, my, the guest on our podcast, Ideas and Leaders, is Nicole Brule-Walker. She's a movement specialist. She's an online entrepreneur. And uh, I'm really happy uh, to have Nicole today on the podcast because very often we're discussing uh, topics connected with uh, leadership, connected with uh, leadership communication. But it is really important to, in order to be active in uh, our leadership tasks in, uh, in our everyday life. It is very important to be healthy, to feel well. And uh, today I invited Nicole to share her experiences in the online business and also to share some tips for us, for uh, people in business, to what can we do, what we should not do <laughs> in order to be healthy and happy. Uh, hi, Nicole. Uh, it is Hi. great to have you today on the podcast. Hi, it's so nice of you to invite me and I'm really excited about sharing some things with your listeners. Thank you, thank you. So um, Nicole, can you tell a bit more about your online business? So we are now together with Nicole in the uh, online mastermind program. We are running completely different businesses, but we are moving our businesses online and uh, how was your experience with uh, moving your business online, Nicole? Um, I think actually, if I was doing this much earlier, I mean, I've been doing what I do now for 20 years, and I've worked in the therapy and fitness industry for that time. Um, I think if I had tried to make this move much earlier in my career, I probably wouldn't have been as successful. Um, because now I focus more on human movement and looking at biomechanics and how people move and evaluating that movement. It's something that happens very naturally and easily online. And so it seemed the perfect opportunity, obviously, as we're all moving online with the COVID situation, that's where it all started for me. And so now I'm really excited because I've worked with quite a few people from all over the world and it has given me an opportunity to work on some courses and things that I can uh, present in the future. Yeah, this is really amazing about the online business that you can work with people all over the world. <laughs> So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think, you know, having done this for a long time, it's, um, you know, you always think of yourself as this little local therapy center that people come to and they have to be in the local area. And, it, you know, it just really opens everything up and it, it um, makes you so much more accessible to anybody anywhere. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what you do is so important that I think that a lot of people all over the world can benefit from your services now as you're available internationally. So, uh, Nicole, you're working with uh, uh, many people now all over the world. Uh, I'm sure that you know of some typical situations that people in business face. So what you do uh, is do the movement therapy. So if someone has an, mm. uh, some aches and pains, you introduce some uh, exercises uh, and then after some time, you help them to get rid of this pain. Is that correct? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, essentially, uh, I mean, what I love to do with people is give you the knowledge so that you really understand why you have this problem and give you some solutions that you can apply yourself. So once I've taught you some of the movements and the exercises that you need to balance your own body, these are things you can do very easily in just, say, 15 minutes a day. And it's it's I try to model them around your lifestyle and what you're doing so that it fits in very easily. Yes, in theory, this is uh, good to know that it is enough to have this 15 minutes a day. But in practice, it is really hard to find those 15 minutes very often, especially when we are very busy, when we're working long hours. And uh, what are the typical situations you face when you work with people in business, especially those people who are working with laptops, all the time and sitting all the time very often it is very long hours what do you observe in working with such uh, clients i think there's probably two main areas but they encompass quite a lot so um, i'd say from a sort of positional and a stress kind of point of view when we're under a lot of tension a lot of people do say that it's their middle back their shoulders and neck that really feel it That can also be from positioning when you're working on Zoom all the time, which all of us are doing a lot more of at the moment. Um, and when you're sitting, it's usually hips and lower back. So those are kind of the two main areas that I think really impact on people who are working in business. Yes. And another thing is, I don't know if it is connected or not. It is also interesting for me to know and for our listeners, because I hear a lot that people have uh, now uh, problems with their uh, hand, uh, the, mm. the arm, because of the phone because those phones are getting heavier and heavier and heavier <laughs> and we use them all the time and also working with a touchpad and uh, with a mouse. Did you see uh, such uh, things also? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's an interesting one. There's, I'm observing a lot of things that I maybe didn't see as much of before. Obviously, using devices is a big thing. Um, on the same sort of note with that is that because we're looking at a screen, our peripheral vision isn't as good. Um, and so a lot of people are finding they're getting into having headaches because they're not utilizing all of the muscles around their head and neck um, at all times. And so they things become very dominant looking forward all the time. And so, it, you know, it's an interesting one. I'd, I'd like to see some research on that as we sort of get out the other side. And I think there'll be a, a lot of um, injuries that will be very linked to this. But certainly, you know, sort of wrist and forearm are a big one. And a lot of that, again, is positional. It's just understanding what you need to do to take yourself out of that position once in a while so that you restore the balance. Because if you're in one place all the time and you, your body never experiences the opposite, you're never really resting in neutral. And so you have the opportunity to create an imbalance. And, and that's really what I'm dealing with most of the time is muscle imbalance and joint issues. This is so interesting. So what would you recommend to such a person who comes to you and uh, has those issues, what, what would be your recommendations and what can we recommend to our listeners? Some small changes, well, what they can do to change some um, maybe aches or maybe even future pains they don't have now, but they, they are way of life and the, the style can influence it in the future. Mm. 
Um, I think really it's understanding and having a little bit of time to sort of be more self-aware. And so if you're in a position where your head's forward and your arms are forward because you're working on the computer, you're sort of closing down the front of your shoulder and you're making the back of the neck quite short and tight. And so that creates an imbalance uh, in the body. And so understanding things like, you know, just sitting up tall every once in a while and, and letting your arms go back so that you get the opposite experience for your body. Um, and that's a really simple thing that you can just put in every so often through the course of the day. It needs 20 seconds maybe to do that. And I think we could all fit that type of thing in. Um, when I work with people generally one-to-one, -one, um, I look at the whole body because there may be older issues and injuries that are impacting on how you are now. And so not everything you have may be related to working on the laptops. It might be that there's an old injury that's really um, creating the situation you're now in. And so I look at the whole history, how your body moves as a whole, and then I try to give you advice based on that. And so my advice is um, usually not generic. It's, it's usually very specific to each person. Of course, yes, your advice is specific to each person. But maybe there are some, you know, um, things which all of us can do or change a little bit in our behavior for example this um sitting straight uh is uh, something we don't do very often now as uh, we work with the with our laptops uh, is there something we can change with screen positioning for example to do this because uh, maybe if a screen is a little bit higher then it is easier to mm. do i heard something uh, that standing desks are now very popular do, did you hear about this yeah yeah i don't know that i necessarily agree with it because i think that a lot of the injuries that people come out with are, are already existing in the body they're waiting to come out when you present the right stresses and the right strains on them and so often people feel initially when they move from sitting down to being at a standing desk that they have some relief um you know but for example if your hips are folded all the time when you're sitting down as soon as you stand up you're relieving it because you're going the opposite way and you're allowing the hips to open and so that may temporarily give you um, a positive impact but what you might find is that you're standing and you maybe shift all your weight onto one leg or you stand in a way that's that's not natural for you through the day because you're concentrating on something else and maybe you have a different problem that comes and so I think ultimately it, it, it you know you can buy the fancy chairs you can buy the standing desks you can play around with all the levels and everything and but it's your own body that really needs to make the adjustments and needs to make the improvements because I think the things you're dealing with are already in your body. It just happens to be that working on a desk or working in that position kind of adds to the problem. Yeah, this is so interesting what you're saying, because when I started dealing with different issues during the uh, this quarantine, when we were locked at uh, homes and we had to work long hours and I did not have any, you know, equipment at home to like a chair or proper desk and uh, I thought that okay I will get myself a nice chair to sit in and I will get something and I thought that it will disappear but in fact I realized that uh, as you say that everything is inside and some exercises can help much better than a good chair or mouse for example yeah because for example for this uh, wrist issues yeah uh, mm. what would you recommend for people who are and yeah I, I heard it from several people already that working on the 
touchpad and holding a phone, people start feeling this right wrist. What would you recommend for such type of injuries caused by our type of work? Yeah, I think it really, it always comes down to the basics in that when you're holding a phone, you're basically your hands in a flex position, your fingers are curling in rather than opening. And when you're holding a mouse, you're doing the same thing, but upside down. So it's essentially, if your hand is closing all the time, you need to do things that open it up. So even just stretching your hand and opening your fingers, if your wrist is quite sore, then and you're in a more flexed position with your wrist, then you want to do something that extends it. And so you could just apply a little bit of overpressure stretching in the opposite direction, so that the muscles on this side that are in that short and tight position, don't have an opportunity to stay tight, because if this becomes tight, this has to give way. And so you end up with an imbalance in the forearm. And it's the same everywhere in the body, we kind of the muscles work in pairs. And so if something becomes really dominant, the other muscle has to become a little bit weaker, a little bit longer and more stretched out. And so it, it can't actually balance it out anymore. And so that's usually why we end up with things that we just wake up one day and they're there. You know, we didn't have a great big injury or a fall or um, something enormous that we can say this is why it happened. Yeah, it is. It is true. We need to find this balance. <laughs> yeah, if we're doing something all day long, then sooner or later we'll start to feel it. So what would you recommend yeah. uh, to people who don't feel bad or who don't have any aches or pains, but their lifestyle is maybe um, more of a sitting lifestyle and uh, working with a laptop, sitting all the time, working on the phone. What can we do to maybe eliminate such situations in the future? I would say to people, think about the position that the bones are in in your body. And so if your bones are in a situation where they're at a 90 degree bend and they're, they're sort of flexed, you need to do something that kind of opens that angle. So if your hips are flexed when you're sitting, you need something that opens them up and sort of stretches it the other way. Um, and the same with everywhere in the body, really. It's about appreciating where you are most of the time and making sure that you do something that takes you in the opposite direction. So, um, you know, there's so so many different exercises you could recommend, really. But even just, I think, if you're sitting at a desk, it used to be when they gave you ergonomic um, advice when computers first really came into the workplace, the ergonomic advice was every 20 minutes to get up and move around and have a bit of a stretch and then sit back down again. And I don't know anybody that does that. And I don't even do that because, you know, we just all sit down and we decide that we've got to get something finished and we sit until we're done. Um, and so, you know, I think that's probably a little bit too much getting up and moving around every 20 minutes. But I think certainly, you know, even if you set yourself some time to get up and just move around and go for a little walk outside, that would stretch the hips out. If you, you know, were walking and you were swinging the arms, you would start to get the arms moving in the opposite direction. So instead of being in front of you, they get a chance to swing back behind you and you're getting the fresh air. And I think that's that's a really great, just a simple thing that people can do. And it also just clears your head. So when you sit back down again, you can be more productive. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, very encouraging advice that we can just go and have a walk. <laughs> and uh, what Absolutely. do you think about such um, advice as uh, going for a run or having some more active way of exercising? Because uh, in my experience, when I was training for uh, running a marathon some time ago, I did not feel that uh, I felt better after this because, you know, when we are exercising too intensively, sometimes 
we feel worse after this. We start feeling knees and uh, uh, in the long run, maybe it is not that good. So what do you recommend in terms of intensity of training? It depends on the person, really. I mean, some people really thrive on on doing things that I, I, I consider solo exercise, like going for a run, you know, and they really love the opportunity just to sort of clear their heads and get out. Um, you know, some people don't like running. And so I think walking is an equally good exercise that you could do if you wanted to do something like that. Other people prefer group things, which are obviously a little bit more difficult now. I think the main thing is, is find an exercise that you really love doing and, and just keep doing it because um, it doesn't really matter what it is it just it matters that you're doing it and so if you start with a very small goal like I always say you know if you for example you thought I'm going to start doing push-ups or sit-ups or something like that that you can easily do at home with no equipment um, a lot of people brains sort of stop them from doing it because they think well I need to do quite a lot of these to achieve something but the reality is is it's better just to start and do something so even if you thought I'm going to go down to the floor and I'm going to do one sit-up in reality you wouldn't just do one sit-up you would keep going because you're already there and so uh, I think mentally it's it's getting your head in the right area to to start working out and start doing some things and find something that you enjoy doing and you know only only we can answer that for ourselves <laughs> yes yes this is so important and uh, I really feel that also when I'm exercising regularly um, even some time during the day maybe not some intensive exercising like going for a long run but doing just something it even my mind works better yeah so I feel better but also I'm thinking clearer so I mm. think that this is also very important for for in you know in our business lives to think more clearly yeah and I think as well that um, a lot of people get put off by having aches or pains if they're exercising and, and really it's it's not necessarily the exercise that's causing it it's maybe that there's already an imbalance somewhere in the body like I was talking about earlier And that exercise has been the one thing that's kind of pushed it over the edge and allowed it to come out. It was already there. It just needed an introduction, basically. Um, and so I think it's important that if you are having those things happening to you and you're getting aches and pains, that you actually get it assessed and looked at. Because most of, most of them are very simple to sort out if you have the right exercises in place. And um, if you continue doing something whilst it's bothering you and hurting you, then you could be making the problem much worse. And so it's it's better to have it looked at sooner rather than later so that you're not making compensations in your body and creating a more complex issue. Yeah, I remember when I was preparing for a marathon, I mentioned I had a meeting with a professional runner and a trainer and we were doing the basic exercises. So how to put the foot in a correct way, how to the knee should look like, how the foot should look like. And it was some basic, it was like learning how to walk all over again. <laughs> And I realized that it is important to go back to basics if you want to do something, to go an extra mile <laughs> in something. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, essentially, that's what I do with people all the time, because when I do my assessments, I'm looking for the movements that are missing in your body. I'm not looking for the pain. I'm not looking for where the problem is that you come in with. I'm looking at the whole body to see mechanically, joint by joint, from the ground up, 
is there something that's missing? And if that movement's missing, you can then sort of say, well, this would be happening and that would be happening above it. And potentially you have these injuries going on. So, um, you know, even simple things like if somebody stands very heavy in their heels um, and not so much in the front of their feet, and this is just a really general example, um, you know, you're putting tension into the the bottom of your feet so plantar fasciitis you could have achilles problems calf problems hamstring problems glutes lower back all the way up to the base of your skull all of those tissues are being compressed all the time just by standing in your heels a little bit too heavily so having a really balanced foot is so important and just little exercises actually make a huge impact yeah and what about uh, women who wear high heels what would you recommend to because this is quite an exercise to spend several hours walking in high heels and especially women in business they uh, do this quite often so what, what would you recommend to avoid some injuries connected with this i would focus really on having a, a mobile foot there are lots of little exercises you can do to maintain and preserve the mobility in your feet when you're in heels it tends to push your weight forward into the balls of your feet and so the front of the foot can become less movable and if there's less movement there it means that the movement's going to have to go somewhere else in the body and so i think just really simple exercises to um, you know, just point and flex the foot, move it sort of side to side so that you're exercising the actual ankle joint um, and, and just, you know, having a little bit of time to sort of stretch the calves out because they will be in a tight position when you're wearing heels. And it's just understanding where you are putting yourself and what you need to do to reverse that and uh, just maintaining because in the foot, there's 33 joints. Um, that's a lot of bones that need to move. And so if the bones get stuck at one part of the foot, then that movement has to go somewhere else. And then you're creating strain because there's too much movement going on in another part of the body. This is great. I never thought about this, how many joints are in my foot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, this is something to think about. It works out. Uh, I think a quarter of all the bones in your body are in your feet. <laughs> Oh, so uh, yeah, thank you, Nicole. This is very interesting, all those tips to uh, have balance in our body and to um, even if we sit a lot or we work with our phones or with our iPads a lot, we can actually do something to reverse uh, those injuries. Or if we love working in high heels, <laughs> also uh, we can do some exercises. Uh, of course, it is... Uh, great to work with a specialist like you. So do you have any uh, programs uh, or uh, maybe group programs or online courses that uh, we can recommend to our listeners? Um, yes, well, I have a one-to-one -one program where I work uh, for eight weeks with somebody and I would do an assessment initially and we do that through video. And so there are eight general movements that I ask you to video and send to me. I analyze them and then we have our first meeting. And through that first meeting, I can tell you different things about your body and about some of the previous injuries and how they've made you move the way you move now. Um, and then we start basically straight in with some exercises. I usually give people two to three things. Um, as I said before, it could be 15 minutes a day and you could break that down into three places. So you would do five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the middle of the day, five minutes at the end of the day, which I think for most people, five minutes is quite achievable. Um, and then over the eight weeks, we, we build 
a, a basically like a platform where you sort of work your way up to where you want to be so that you can reach your goals, whether that might be running a marathon or just being a little bit more comfortable at work every day. Um, I'm working on an online program, but um, that won't be here till the new year. Great. So if uh, our listeners will be interested in your future programs or just, uh, you know, reaching out for advice, uh, where can uh, we find you in this online world? <laughs> right. Wow. Um, so LinkedIn, I am called The Movement Mentor. Um, and you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook at NBW Move, which is my initials, NBW, and then followed by Move. Um, I am on YouTube as the movement mentor as well. And at the moment I'm doing a hundred days of video. I am at day 34. Um, so I've got lots of days left to fill. So if you do pop onto YouTube and you have a question about something that you want some advice on, just leave me a comment in one of the other videos and I will record something for you and put it onto YouTube as part of my hundred days. Thank you. Uh, I will put all your links to your social media or platforms under our episode so that our listeners can quickly find you if they're interested. Thank you very much, Nicole, for your tips and for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone's enjoyed it and that everyone gets a little bit of help from it and some hope that, that they can do something for themselves. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.